Hi, everyone. Welcome to New Wave Media's podcast. My name is George, and I am here with Elijah Lundgren. What's up, George? Hi, Elijah. And we have a special guest today. We have Kate Birch. Uh, she is a wedding and portrait photographer. Here in hello, Portland. Kate. Hello, hello. Hi, Kate. Welcome to Hi. the podcast. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to get started with just kind of getting to know you. Um, like, let's start with, you know, what got you into photography? So growing up, I was homeschooled along with my siblings. My mom has a commercial art degree. My dad studied project management, business, and engineering for the Air Force. We were a military family. And because my mom has a strong background in art, my siblings and I all got to pretty much try every type of art until we found one that stuck. So for me, I tried watercolor, oils, a bunch of like different drawing techniques. It was fun, but you kind of get bored after a while because you max out. And then I tried photography. I think I started when I was about eight. Wow. Shooting with my first camera. Ooh, what was your first camera? Do you remember? It was a Vivitar point and shoot. Those like little gray ones. Yeah. Absolutely a horrendous camera. Awesome. Um, yeah. Film. Was it film? No, it was digital. It was okay. really, really crappy digital. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Like the 1.2 megapixels. <laughs> there's a market for that these days, you know. There, yeah, there is. is. It's, it's painful that there's a market for that these days. <laughs> 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 I think it might have been 8 or 12 megapixels. So it wasn't as bad as the like the 1.2s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started messing around with photo. It was fun. Took a break for a few years. And then picked it back up when I was probably, I don't know, 12 or 14 and started learning from there. I taught my first class when I was 17, I want to say. On class on photography? Yeah. Just like basics or what did you teach? It was mostly basics and then some like forced perspective stuff and lighting and thinking about stuff black and white Mm -hmm. so that you can... Just like learn how to see light and see shapes better. Okay. See, I'm I'm learning black and white. He um, is. I've like yeah. My entire photography career, I've always been like, no, I'm never doing black and white. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just not. And then I bought black and white film for my film camera, and then I've been incorporating some here and there. Yeah. In okay. digital. I think some of what motivated him to do black and white also is shooting here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like when the light is a certain way in the studio, black and white is just like. It's yeah. a whole vibe in it's here. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's a strong choice because once you get the really harsh light in here in the mm-hmm. afternoon, colors start bouncing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And black and white's the way to go. Yep. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Excuse me. I was going to say that in, uh, in black and white also, there's sometimes when, for example, weddings, um, mm-hmm. if there's a shot that you're like, man, this looks terrible, like what can I do to fix it? Yep. Just black and white and then you're like oh okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're good yeah it's like definitely if there's nothing else you can do that'll usually that'll usually make it at least usable yeah Yeah, it's a photographer's secret weapon it sure is seriously sure going back to basics so if if you ever see a black and white i'm kidding that's not the reason (laughs) in my galleries if i do black and white i usually include the color version too and like Mm -hmm. i won't like the color version all the time yeah because the lighting's not great but usually the client still likes yeah. the color version right. some and enjoys having that in addition to the black and white. Yeah, I do the same thing with black and whites. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless it's the one black and white that was saved, mm-hmm. I don't include the, just yeah. because I'm like, oh, what if there's a chance they post it? Yeah. I'm like, that's not really a 
representation, but I'm for sure the outlier here. I, if I do an image in black and white, it's usually very intentional. And so mm -hmm. I won't, I won't deliver a color version of it unless they ask for it. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is more often than not, they don't, mm -hmm. but there's been a couple times where they're like, Oh, I really like the shot. Do you have it in color? And then usually I'm like, I do, but there's a reason I did black and white. I'm happy to give it to you in color, but just understand like it's not as good in, in color. Cause it's kind yeah. of like, in, I did it intentionally for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so apart from, well, you're a wedding, uh, photographer, mm -hmm. is there anything else that you specialize in, um, outside of weddings or that you're trying to specialize in, like move into or pivot to? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say specialize in yet, but I really enjoy doing artistic studio portraits mm -hmm. where I can like fully control the light. Yeah. Um, Especially, we saw some of that. Yeah. Yes, a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, you did some killer work here for our, in our yes. soft opening. That I yeah. think. Uh, sorry, I know I'm kind of talking over what you're no, saying, go for but it. Um, the photos that you uh, brought out, and by brought out, I mean like in the gallery. Um, I think they were all just like banger photos. Oh, like yeah. so good. The contrast, the colors. Um, some of my favorite photos uh, are. Every session or every set has their, their photos, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the pink specifically, I think you were shooting Remy over here. Mm -hmm. From the top, the top down. down. Those, oh, yeah, those, were, like, those were fire. She was wearing... Um, Some like she wearing? pink like, feathery thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that like really went well. She was wearing mm -hmm. a shirt that looks like it belongs on our couch. Yeah, Oh yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. anyways, so carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so artsy studio stuff is fun. I really enjoy getting a very dark backdrop and just doing high contrast, super minimal color palette. Yes. Um, I shot a whole set at a local studio that I liked a chair she had so much that I bought it. And <laughs> now I shoot that in my studio at nice. home. That's so awesome. it's like my go-to posing chair for clients. And honestly, if you just have a chair in front of a back backdrop or a really dark gray one mm -hmm. and two lights, you can get so artsy. Yeah. Like it's the most simple setup. Well, but it's yeah. a lot of fun. What when you do a two light setup? What is your like go to like modifier? Um, I have two big four foot by one foot soft boxes with grids. Nice. So I really like doing two of those because you can do a pretty well. I think that's four foot by one foot. Yeah, it's pretty close to that. It's a little bit okay. taller, so I think, or narrower. It's okay. a slightly different aspect ratio, okay. but it's one okay. of those big rectangle ones. Yeah, and I like those a lot because you can do like a tight portrait shot with them, but you mm -hmm. can also do a full body shot mm -hmm. because yeah. a lot of soft boxes, they're good at lighting like half of a person well. Right. Because they're just too short to light the whole person, but I really like the way those tall ones yeah. look. Yeah, very cool. Um, can I ask you about the chair? Sure. Is it, because I, like I, I've seen, um, there's, it's just in my brain. There's a lot of photos that you've you have on your Instagram. Is mm -hmm. um, is it a wicker chair like one of those, or is it kind of a the no? Wooden one? It's a wood frame with a black velvet cushion and okay. back. So you, it's on my Instagram. Yeah, it's so all I'm pretty sure I, I know yeah. which one it is in. Okay. Yeah, so it's got like an arced back that's mm -hmm. oval, and then there's the black fabric on the back and on the front of the back of it, and then a cushion. And it's just like. Super simple, doesn't have arms. You can have people sit on it backwards, forwards. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I saw yeah. on your Instagram recently. Like they were sitting with their arms kind yep. of, yeah, okay. And it's nice because you don't have to include the whole chair in the frame and it's not super colorful. Mm -hmm. So it works well with a it's simple not, background. It's not distracting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So on the line of like 
creative studio portraits, what mm-hmm. is kind of like, what direction are you going with that? What are you wanting to learn or like, where are you wanting to go? That, sorry if that's like too vague of a question, but just like, I think that yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you can learn in a studio. And like, I think when mm-hmm. you're starting to get like really into studio work, you kind of have like a trajectory, right? Yeah. I like what I call editorial work a mm-hmm. lot. Usually when people hear the word editorial, they think of oh, the pictures you see in a newspaper. Right. Mm-hmm. When I hear the word editorial, I think the photos you see in Vogue. Right. So like very artsy, interesting colors, interesting poses, mm-hmm. fun lighting, but usually it's a very simplified color palette. Okay. Yeah. So I like going for slightly less traditional portraits, but still holding to like classic composition mm-hmm. rules mm-hmm. and pretty classic lighting, but trying to make it be more creative than what people think of when they see like a JC Penney's portrait right, in a right, studio. Right. Okay. Very so cool. that, and then also working with clients who haven't been in front of a camera a lot. Mm-hmm. So recently I had a client that was probably about 40 and she came in for a branding session, hadn't been in front of a camera with a professional photographer since her high school photos. Oh wow. So it'd been probably about 20 years. Yeah. And it was just really fun working with her and teaching her about posing and what I'm doing with the lighting and how different poses can convey different things on camera. Mm -hmm. And just like teaching her while we were taking photos and then we got these like really incredible minimalistic branding photos for her. That's great. That's great. Is that um, like when you're working, do you work with people who aren't in front of the camera often? Yeah, regularly. And is that like something you enjoy doing? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, I think one of the things I enjoy most as a photographer is helping people feel beautiful on camera for the first time. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel really ugly when they're on camera. Yeah. And usually it's because the person holding the camera isn't, teaching them what to do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Or isn't confident. Yeah. I think, uh, I've, I've talked about this before where, um, when you show your client the images behind in the back of your camera, mm-hmm. it's like so powerful because yeah. it's like, there's a lot of photographers who are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one of the practices is they probably don't show the back of the camera. And yeah. once you start to do that, your client immediately is like, wow. And then they start to get like Mm -hmm. very natural poses and like they start to really listen to what you have to say. And then on top of that, I agree because with what you're saying with teaching them in the moment, Mm -hmm. because one, it's like a a way to express everything that you know and like they're listening. So it's like, it really, really works together and for Mm -hmm. some great images. But um, yeah. It's definitely cool when it sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you get a repeat client, like I had, so I had a client that I did branding photos for also nice. a couple of months ago. And when we first met, he was like super nervous, didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. like very like clammed up. And as we were working together, I was like, okay, you know, move this way, you know, like whatever, whatever. And then I would do a couple shots and then show him the back of the camera. And every time we would like finish one spot or like, you know, one like set, mm-hmm. he'd be like, 10 times more like confident. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, he was like, dude, this was so much, I was so nervous about this and this was so much fun. I just want to do it again. 
he booked me again like three weeks later to do another branding shoot. And then uh, like two months after that, we did another one, all three in like different locations with like different vibes. And it was pretty cool. And that was all because he like came to that first shoot, didn't know what he was doing and left feeling like really empowered and really like, you know, confident. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you know what he's going to do with that many branding photos? That's he, a lot of photos. <laughs> he's, um, he's starting a, uh, what is it? Digital marketing oh, okay. company. And so they were just like selfies for his selfies for his, uh, like social media and stuff like that. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You could actually use multiple shoots back to back. Exactly. Yeah. He, yeah. he even, he went to in between our last shoot and the one before that he went to Toronto and when okay. he was in Toronto, he hired another photographer on Snapper, actually. Oh, wow. He, fired, he hired another photographer and, and did a shoot in Toronto just to have, like, kind of, like, the travel photos. Nice. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I have a question about um, locations. Okay. Mm. So, uh, as wedding photographers, we've had the opportunity um, to kind of shoot in various different locations. Mm -hmm. Do you have, like, a specific location you've been wanting to shoot? Like, whether it's in the country or outside of the country? Like what's on your bucket list? So my photo bucket list doesn't necessarily involve weddings, but I want to go to Iceland someday. Yeah. I had like four friends go within a year to Iceland. It's like, guys, I really want to go. <laughs> Take me with you. If you yeah. could go to Iceland this year and you were mm -hmm. to do the, you know, the perfect photo shoot, what does that look like? Weddings or not weddings? Like what, what kind of, you know, what are you looking for there? Playing with my drone would be fun. Oh, okay. I want to go yeah, do awesome. some videos, some photo stuff. Mm -hmm. There's some cool waterfalls. Oh, yeah. Um, I really enjoy landscape photography. I don't post it much anymore, but that's where I started and learned all my composition rules, framing, everything, mm -hmm. and just carry that over into portrait stuff. So I enjoy, to unwind and recharge, I enjoy doing landscape work. Mm -hmm. It It's a really good way to like fight burnout and stuff. Oh yeah. So in Iceland, I would love to do landscape work. Mm -hmm. If somebody hired me to go there and shoot their elopement, mm -hmm. I would stay for an extra few days and shoot some landscape <laughs> stuff afterwards. Absolutely. But landscape stuff with a couple in it is pretty sweet too. Yeah, so that would for work. sure. So um, you kind of brought up a question I had in mind is, mm -hmm. you know, how do you deal with burnout? But yeah. before we get there, um, what do you do outside of your hired work for yourself? Like for me, I like to shoot film and I like mm -hmm. to specifically shoot, um, if it's landscapes, I'm all for it, but also I like to shoot some sort of like, whether it's a couple or, or like just people in the landscape that I'm shooting for myself, yeah. like for non-paid work, you mm -hmm. know, that's what kind of keeps me going. Is there anything for you outside of the paid work? Um, and does that help with burnout or how do you deal with that? So as a follow-up question. There's a little bit. Um, I'm a little overloaded on my work schedule right now because I work a full-time job in the corporate world as a project manager. Mm -hmm. And then I've been shooting weddings pretty much every weekend for the last few months. Yep. So I'd say six out of seven days in the week I'm working. Mm -hmm. So for it's fun. Rough. It's a grind. Yeah, it's a grind. Yeah. Um, when I can fit stuff in for fun, I had a list of like bucket list shoots for this summer that I put on my Instagram story and like mm -hmm. immediately I had people for all of them. That's awesome. It, it was a little weird. I had yeah. so many people replying to that story. Um, so back in 
July, I did a photo shoot at a llama farm. Yeah, the dope. model. That's exciting. Dope. I saw that. It yeah. was fun. It I still need to finish amazing. editing was that. Was it the wedding llamas? No, no. she's okay. like a breeder and she shows llamas. Okay. So I think this lady has like a hundred llamas. Oh, wow. Was it the Ooh. shoot with yeah. like multiple models? No. no? It was just I one saw model. a couple of different. I don't know. I saw some photos from you, but then I also mm-hmm. saw probably from her Instagram. Uh, anyways, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, so I've done a couple like one-on-one sessions like that with models. I enjoy working with models when I need to do something creative because if they can direct posing and mm-hmm. I can think about framing, lighting, styling, it leaves a lot more of my brain free to create better artwork. Because yeah. mm-hmm. when you're taking photos, I'm sure you guys know this, you're doing like five or six things with your brain at a time. Mm-hmm. So you're making sure your camera settings are right, you're making sure your framing is right, you're making sure the posing is right, that somebody looks comfortable and like feels good on camera. And then you're also like talking to the client the whole time. Yeah. Right, yeah. So as a natural introvert, managing all those things in my brain at the same time is a lot. So even when I can take one of those things off the table mm-hmm. and just let the model direct posing, it makes me able to be a lot more creative with the shoot. Yeah. So often my recharge shoots are with models. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you should be working with real clients all the time. But sometimes it's no, easy it's to be true. more Absolutely creative. Not. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So that's a good way for me to recharge. And then honestly, just like going to see cool places in Oregon yeah. is another good one. There's so many spots here that like, I've been I here know. like five years and I yeah. think the last three years I really like dialed into like traveling and visiting these spots just cause as business gets busier throughout the years, mm-hmm. I kind of know about more spots Yeah, and I'm like, there's definitely spots I've never even heard of or been to mm-hmm. here. Um, and I'm just like, I'm excited every single time there's a new wedding, for example, and we're like, oh, this place over here. I'm like, oh, I've never been there. Yeah. I'm excited to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm lived here. My, have you lived here your whole life? I've lived here. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> 16 years now. 16 so years. most of my life. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was born and raised here in Portland and okay. there's a million places that there's I've never been. There's a million places that I should have been that I've mm-hmm. never been, but it's, I mean, it, that, that's exactly, I mean, it speaks to like the volume of mm-hmm. like beautiful destinations in this area. Like it just never stops. You'll never go to all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's incredible. You can travel two hours in any direction and get a different climate. Yep. Oh yeah. Exactly. Or even one hour sometimes. Yeah. We're very blessed. So there was yeah. a, a recent, um, I don't remember if it was a wedding, but basically I went up to like Mount hood mm-hmm. and the very next day I went to the beach for like a back-to-back wedding and it was complete complete different climate and Mm -hmm. it was it was just super cool to be like hey i was just in the snow yesterday not really there was no snow but you know what i mean like it's just like anyways yeah this place has amazing um i'm so i'm from los angeles and los angeles is like it's great but there's smog everywhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's no like real scenery it's just buildings or the beach yeah that's where i was born i don't miss it okay yeah no i don't miss it either (laughs) it's uh I mean, my family's there and I, I visit them all the time, but it's like, I don't think I can go back and live there just Mm-mm. because I, I really, really love the nature here. It's awesome. Yeah. And the fact that it's not flat here, like we have hills yes. everywhere. Yeah. When I travel yeah. to a different part of the country, I'm like, oh, it's a little bit flat here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, okay. So speaking of the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. like outside of like the Portland 
market Portland area, what's kind of like your favorite like spot to visit? To like shoot at or just to visit? Shoot at, visit, whatever, whatever you, whatever you want. Because it's not all photography. We have some of like some amount of a life outside of photography, right? A little bit, just not a, a lot, just but a, little a teeny bit. tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, my favorite venue to shoot at is in Hood River okay. on the Gorge. It's yeah. called the Columbia River Gorge Hotel. Not okay. sure if you've been there. I haven't been there, but I have heard of yeah. it. It's amazing. The inside of it feels like an Audrey Hepburn movie. Oh, cool. So like super old Hollywood uh-huh. classic kind of glam. I feel like I've been there. Is the outside area like overlooking like a cliff? Mm-hmm. Okay, I know it's exactly. It's right by the Griffin House. So you've probably been at or shot at the Griffin House and they're like yeah. next door neighbors. Like you can okay. see each other. Okay. I, I know exactly where, yeah. where it's at then. Yeah. So cool. it's really cool. The outside looks like an Italian or Spanish villa. Mm-hmm. And then the inside is like old Hollywood. Yeah. And then the landscaping, it's... There's so many flowers. It's blooming like all year round and you can look out and see the gorge. There's a waterfall. There's stone bridges. So like as a photographer, that's probably my favorite spot. Okay. Um, Just to travel to, really love Rowena Crest. Yeah. Love um, Depot Bay. It's a lot of fun. Never been there. Oh, you need to go. Yeah, Yeah. Depot Bay is pretty cool. It's along the coast and there's these huge waves that come in and just hit the seawall and yeah. go way up. Wow. Okay. Have you heard of the king tides? No, I have not. Oh, well, it's mm. a thing that happens, what, once a year, twice a year, a couple times a year? It's more than once a year, yeah. but I'm not sure how much. It happens during the year. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, I mean, it's, I mean, you can kind of derive what it is from the yeah. name. Mm-hmm. It's like extra big tides, so you get huge fucking waves. It's crazy. Dang. They're a little dangerous because they're yeah. usually accompanied with undertow. Yeah, mm. right. But so. if you've got a nice telephoto lens and yeah. a good vantage point, I've, like some people get incredible photos, mm-hmm. incredible photos of the king tides. Um, yeah. So do you have any projects coming up that you're excited for? Maybe you, maybe you don't want to talk about them and don't want to release <laughs> info and that's, that's fine. But I mean, is there anything exciting coming up that, you know, like what, you know, the audience should be like, you know, um. looking for? Is there anything you'd like to shamelessly plug? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, my studio is almost set up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys know so what that feels like. Tell us about yeah. your studio. Oh, yeah, please. Where, you know, where is it located? And, you know, tell us everything and anything you'd want anyone yeah. to know. Um, so it's in a shop on my family's property in Oregon mm-hmm. City. So private studio, just strobe lighting, so no natural light. Mm-hmm. And I've got a bunch of huge backdrops. I did an inventory shoot at the beginning of this month and got pictures on every backdrop that wasn't just like a monochrome paper color. That's awesome. So yeah, those will be coming out soon. I'll be updating my website so people can see everything that we could make in there. Cool. Um, And just have been getting lighting equipment, stools. I got a 10 by 20 foot canvas backdrop. Nice. I'm excited about. Oh yeah, you talked about that the the last time you were here. It's freaking huge. you're going to paint that or you already painted that? I hired somebody in Florida to paint it oh, okay, and she shipped okay. it to me. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. That's so, exciting. Um, well, yeah. we've been to your studio. Um, I'm sure it's In the it very looks early stages. Yeah. It's a lot better now. There's, yeah. been, there's been pictures of both of us yeah. used for thumbnails on this podcast that were shot in your studio. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fast, yeah. Absolutely. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, your studio was great. I think it was during the winter. Yeah. And the fire was going. Yeah. And it was, it was just, like a month after we moved in. Yeah. So great. Like yeah. it was just it was like, there's so much you could do. I'm sure you have, yeah. I haven't been back in a while, but, um, there's also something really special at your house, at your property <laughs> that I would love for you to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know you've done yes, shoots and, and I've seen them. So, so 
you may have known that my family moved earlier this year. We lived in central Portland. We're like 84 and 205 cross for 14 years. Oh, wow. Our neighborhood was becoming increasingly unsafe. My mom was raised in the country, so we wanted to like get out of the city, mm-hmm. live in the country, be on some acres. Um, and my parents, through their church, learned about this house that was going to be for sale. It's on like nine acres in Oregon City. We're like, oh, this sounds really cool. They know knew the guy who built it. It matched all of what we were looking for with our hosting needs. Mm-hmm. The quirk was, and every single house we made an offer on had a substantial quirk. Always. <laughs> Always. This one's quirk was that it has a cemetery from the 1840s in the backyard. Very cool. So the cemetery was founded before Oregon was a state. Wow. And I want to say on the paperwork it was before President Lincoln was assassinated. So we're talking That's like... wild. It's old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and through the grapevine, we've heard that supposedly part of the Oregon trail went through our backyard. Wow. So like very cool. between the cemetery and the house, mm-hmm. supposedly part of the wagon train was right there. Wow. And the records are kind of sketch. So I have a packet that's like half inch thick with death certificates and the names of a lot of the people that are supposedly buried in our backyard. Oh, wow. wow. So in this cemetery, there are 13 marked graves. The last one was from... 13. 13. What a number. For real. Yeah, <laughs> it gets better. Okay. Um, the last marked grave was in the 70s. It's so like 1970-something. Um, according to the paperwork, there could be up to 27 known people buried in our backyard. Okay. And supposedly, a historical society came in at one point, and they think there's Native Americans buried back there, too. Oh, boy. So we have no idea how many bodies are in our backyard. We don't really know where they are. We have a good idea because mm-hmm. there's like a stone wall around the cemetery area. But there's no real way to find out because mm-hmm. it's not like we're going to go dig in our backyard <laughs> and try yeah, to find sure. people. <laughs> no. And you can't find them with sonar. So we don't really know what to do. But it's cool having a cemetery in the backyard. And I have done a couple photo shoots back there. Yeah. It either like really creeps people out or they think it's super cool. Mm-hmm. With the homeschool background from my family, we mm-hmm. find it fascinating. It's I like know. a historical it's thing. It's not creepy at all back mm-hmm. there. Like if you come visit, yeah, it's not spooky unless it's like a full moon out and late at night because a couple <laughs> of the headstones reflect the moon and that's freaky. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. that is, that's exciting though. Yeah, like, it's cool. Yeah. It's very quirky. So, um, so since we're in the topic of like spooky, yeah. um, you know, are you do you want to do something for Halloween there? Is that kind of like a vibe? Ooh. Is that a We thing? feel obligated to do something okay. for Halloween. Yeah, okay. We don't really know what it's going to be. I think it might involve hiding some Bluetooth speakers and <laughs> getting a fog machine. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Dude, like a like a haunted graveyard yeah. at your house? Oh, man. Or like trick-or-treat in the graveyard. Yeah. Oh, man. My mom had an idea that it'd be fun to do dinner out there, so set up like a long table. <sighd> Man, That'd be do super you need cool. somebody to come photograph that for you? Yeah. Maybe, wow, you have maybe video. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so fun. Yeah, it would. It'll probably be planned like two weeks before Halloween, yeah. knowing uh-huh. my family. So I don't know what it'll be. I have a wedding on Halloween. I just booked it I, That's your thing. Yeah. I feel like that could be really cool or really weird, depending on the client you get. Well, it's my. I'm booked for 9.30 to 5.30, and it's at a church in Beaverton. Oh, so it's okay. Not so like it's Halloween. like a normal wedding. It's a regular wedding. They're just doing okay. it on Halloween, which is okay. Interesting, okay. but I have done. I have done wedding. A uh, wedding. I have done one other wedding on Halloween, 
and mm-hmm. uh, the couple was like dressed up and had like face yeah. makeup and they did the whole thing. We did it at some park out in like Malala or Estacada or something like that. And that was, I mean, that was fun to get into that like Halloween spirit, but no, I think this is just going to be a regular wedding. Okay. That or it's going to be a big curveball. One of the two. Somehow I don't see a Halloween wedding happening at a church and being like super dressed up, but yeah. you never know. You never know. It could happen. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Halloween, mm-hmm. um, we are looking at to, you know how we have the Monday pals going on? Yeah. We were talking and like giving ideas of like, we should probably do like a Halloween thing. Yeah. That'd be um, kind of fun. Whether yeah. it's at the studio or elsewhere, but we, we were also trying to like partner up with other people out there in other uh, groups and I've never really done a Halloween thing. Really? Same. My, but it would be so much fun. My whole like up until a few years ago my whole freaking career has been spooky stuff. So it's been a long time since I've leaned into that, but oh mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm really Am excited. I, I hope it can it can, you know, get put together and whatnot, but yeah. Um it, so I guess it's a workshop then, right? Well not really. Workshops are like teaching. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I think it's more of a styled shoot, is what we're, we're okay, talking about doing. Yeah. Like, if we were to do it in studio, you know, have a few different sets that are a few different like Halloween vibes mm-hmm. or like different lighting styles or whatever. But that being said, this is an idea that was floated two days ago, and nothing has been really. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it's we're starting. We're, in August. we're trying to coordinate yeah. it, but yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know what it looks like. Is yet. there anything that? Because I, I know you did a um, the wedding uh, workshop or styled shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How did that go? And is there any anything other- we should know for like setting things like that up? So yeah. planning styled shoots is a nightmare. <laughs> cool. Perfect. You never come up. <laughs> Great. Hey, let's yeah. just cancel. We're not going to. You never come up money positive from them. Oh, yeah. So plan to be spending money mm-hmm. to Always. be getting portfolio pictures, okay. not running an event to make money. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've done a couple styled shoots before that I've designed and run. Never make money with them. Uh-huh. So with that, be very intentional about your set design. Mm-hmm. Be intentional about your model choices. Um, based on some past experience, I think going forward, if I do styled shoots, I'll be asking models to de- pay a deposit to be the model at the shoot, and then I'll mm-hmm. refund it afterwards. Just to make sure they show up. Yeah. yeah. I've had so many people cancel the day before. Mm. Which, that's a, if they cancel the day before, it's really hard to find a sub. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So That's a good way to, to deposit, and then yeah. after the shoot, you'll get it back. Yeah. So have them pay a deposit, and then charge your people coming enough that you pay your model, too. Mm-hmm. So they get their deposit back, plus they get paid to yeah. come. Um, be intentional about your dress choices if you do something wedding-related, mm-hmm. because you really have to match the vibe of the dress with the vibe of the set. Mm-hmm. It can be hard to coordinate them well. Yeah. There's a couple places in Portland you can rent dresses, not very many wedding I know dresses. One. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's some other than me where you can rent dresses. Um, let's see, and then make sure each of your sets is really different. Yeah. So my last one I did, we threw in one set last minute, but I had two that were sort of similar. So I think next time I just go like polarly different oh, yeah. for everything, because then it looks like four different shoots, five different shoots, mm-hmm. and you can build an entire portfolio for something in one day. It's so like my last one was 
bridal portraits, which is just bride wearing dress in studio with fun stuff around her. Right. And it's pretty easy to build a portfolio for that if you have enough different looks. How many sets did you have altogether? I did, I did five. Five sets. One okay. of them was a flop. Four of them were good. <laughs> Tell us about the flop. I didn't plan the colors right. Okay. So there were too many colors happening and too many textures happening. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't think I've really posted very many of those. But she had a really cool dress. Becca did her makeup amazingly. Yeah. Becca's great. She yeah, is. She's awesome. Dude, she is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Be Joy Artistry. Yep. She yeah. cut my hair this morning. Did a oh, great did job. Oh, did she? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know she like did that. I'm yeah, she just started working at a salon down in Selwood. Okay. So if you need your haircut, go find Becca. Go yeah. find Becca. Go find Becca. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Sorry, I'm still thinking yeah. about the whole thing. Uh, okay. Um, well, is there anything in the future that you're like, hey, I, I either want to uh, put together something or I would like to attend or, you know, learn more about this or whatnot? Because, um, I, I mean, we have some ideas yeah. that I want to learn. I still don't know anything. Um, but you, I'm just curious. What do you mean? See. You know lots of stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah but like there's people who know, like, I want to learn from more people, not yeah. just what I know. You yeah, know? for sure. I feel like that's kind of a thing in the photo space is there's always so much you can learn. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why I love it. Um, for styled shoots in the future, I do want to do some more bridal stuff. I want to do an urban look, yeah. some more cityscape, very minimalistic. So probably white backdrop, natural light work really well in here you know i was gonna I say yeah. i was gonna say that part would work really well in here and mm -hmm. also the urban part would work yeah. really well in here i don't know if you've ever shot in the like the streets behind our studio but it's some of the coolest like you can get some of the coolest leading lines the the coolest backdrops yeah. the bridges yeah. um there's, wall there's, art. there's a couple yeah there's a ton of graffiti and like street art down here and then there's a couple of spots where you can get like like the convention center and like the Moda mm -hmm. center way deep in the background. So if you're using like a, like a telephoto lens of some kind, you can really pull that in and it just like, it just has this really cool look to it. I love shooting around here, like in here. Sure. But yeah. around this area, like again, to roll it back to my spooky season, I used to shoot like within a half mile radius of this place mm -hmm. for years. This was like my go-to area. One of my favorite spots from here um, walking distance is probably the the boat dock that's just right across the street. Mm -hmm. Classic. It, I don't know what bridge it is. Uh, Hawthorne. Not, is it the Hawthorne Bridge? It's by the Hawthorne Bridge. And it just like the Hawthorne Bridge is like I'm sure you've shot there many yeah. times, but it's like it's the dragon I can't, boat. Like dock. I can't believe we just walk there from here. You yeah, know? like that's, that's the one awesome. that's off the like sidewalk from Omsi, right? Yes. Like you park at Omsi and then you can yeah, yeah. yeah. You just like walk yeah. behind it's it. It's just and, yeah. north of Omsi. Just this direction. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I've shot a couple branding sessions there. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while because it got a lot more sketch over the last few years. You're right. And yeah, then, this, um, that whole, yeah. yeah. Especially in the summer when it's like, uh, it's not just sketch, but also people go there to like get tanned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people you know, go kick it on that dock. Yeah. 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 Well. Um, yeah. Any, yeah. Any, let me see if there's. I think we're like a third of the way through your list, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We almost never get through everything on the yeah. list. Nice. I, I mean, we pretty much got over everything. So, yeah. oh, cool. Um, I mean, do you have any questions for us? Anything that you know, any, pick our brains about? Yeah. Any um, burning questions for the new wave media boys? It's okay. Yes. Yeah, it's totally okay. If you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you maybe want to share a little bit more about your vision for the studio? Like, I know you started the space. Mm -hmm. You liked creating something where people can just create some pretty fabulous art. Yep. 
but other than just like the space itself, mm -hmm. what's your vision for in here? So uh, my vision, um, well, of course, we don't have the psych wall yet, but that yeah. would be part of it. Um, but also, apart from just having the space for people to shoot um, and create, I think um, I want to make this space very community orient oriented. Mm -hmm. Is that the right oriented. word? Oriented. Oriented. Yeah. Um, and by that, I mean, there's a couple of things that we've floated around ideas of, like, how could we get people to showcase their work? Um, mm -hmm. You know, how do we find people who've shot here? What if there's like a client or a model and they're like, hey, I really want to shoot with this, you know, photographer. One of the ideas as a community is I want to do a digital thing. Like, okay. I, I'm sure you've heard oh, about yeah. this. Working it's with like local a, model firms. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a TV of some sort big enough for mm -hmm. people to like see the photographer, the videographer, whoever yeah. it is, a talent. Like a digital um, billboard. Yeah. In, with a QR studio. code information, a picture of who they are and then their work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it'll like cycle through and then like every new slide, it'll be like a new creative that has shot here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll be cool. And I, I would really like to not only, I mean, it would be great to incorporate their work they've shot in here, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. also a little bit of what they do outside of here. Um, okay. That's unique. Not a lot of people would do that. Yeah. Cause, Cause it's like you're promoting just, your space by sharing those photos, right. but yeah. then you're promoting them by sharing photos. Of and, course. and that's yeah. what it's all about is, yeah. is, I mean, yeah, sure. Like promoting our space is important to us, but also mm -hmm. if you're in here and you're looking at it, you're already here. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, promoting what what are what the artists that work with us and work here mm -hmm. do outside, um, both in like in their careers and also like even outside of their careers, like maybe a little short bio, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's another well, another idea that's still cooking. Yeah. But yeah. I mean things are so new here that it's just almost impossible to get everything done now. Mm -hmm. But like that's yeah. that's in the works. That is one of the things that I would like for, for a community here. Yeah. Um, and then it, I know we're like, we're promoting our, our place, but it, like I said, maybe just having like a couple photos shot here, but then like the rest are just like any other work that you've done anywhere yeah. else. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be here. Yeah. Um, and then there's another thing where once we have the, there's going to be a wall built to close off our office. Mm -hmm. Um, we want to do like a print wall art Ooh, I of like, like that a featured photographer for this month or next month, or like, hey, there's a giveaway we're doing, you know, be featured at our location. Uh, we have a professional printer in here. I mean, it's not crazy professional. It's a Canon uh, Pro 100. Okay, um, I think I looked at getting that one as to setting on a printer. And what, a six, you can do 16, 16 by, by 19. 16 by 19. Yeah. Okay, nice. So like we can put like maybe four or five of those and like make them look nice on the wall mm -hmm. with like lights and like make it look presentable, like yeah. a little mini museum a little style. mini gallery. Yeah. And like feature people who have shot here. Um, because I think one, it promotes our space, right? Mm -hmm. It shows what you can do in here, but also it, it really made, like, I would love to have my stuff shown somewhere. Like, yeah. I want you to see my, like, you want to buy my photo. Like, yeah. I don't care what you do. I'm being featured somewhere. Like that's exciting. And that's what I would want to do for others. Yeah. Um, so like that's another thing and there, there's like so many ideas floating around yeah. but again we're just kind of in the process of starting this piece right so. I, th I think from a like a vision standpoint like yes you know number one goal is to get enough people in here that it's self-sustaining mm -hmm. but what we both want to get out of this studio is the community engagement part and like making new friends and learning things that we might not have learned mm -hmm. if we weren't here. Um, so it's all, it's all about like 
engaging with the community, learning what we can and teaching what we can. Yeah. So that's, that's kind cool. of the, the philosophy here. One other thing okay. I, I think is like, I feel like a people that come to the studio, they don't just come to create. I think a big part of it is like, I think we're pretty friendly people <laughs> and like come hang out with us, you know, like come to the studio and like get to know us. And like, we're here to help you not only with just letting you use the space, but also like, can you help with lighting? Do you have any visions that I can help bring to life right. kind of thing, you know? Um, and I feel like not a lot of studios do that and it's uh, kind of a much needed it's it's uh, it's more approachable to beginners. More approachable. There we're we're yeah. willing to step in and give you a hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. That's a good question. There, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the gallery will will be a lot of fun. I had a gallery at a local coffee shop last fall. Mm -hmm. and it was just like my landscape works and a portrait stuff. But it was really cool yeah. to see everything yeah. printed and big. Yeah. I have a large format printer at home too, and I think I did at least 30 prints and had them hanging nice. in this coffee shop yeah. all like awesome. framed. It, like, it was so cool. Yeah. Seeing them in, yeah. in, you know, in the flesh is a whole different ball game than mm -hmm. just on the computer mm -hmm. or your phone, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's so exciting. Yeah. I, I used to sell um, landscape prints. I was like, mm -hmm. the way, before I was like heavy into doing weddings and like sessions and stuff, the way I made money from photography was I would sell usually 24 by 36 canvas prints was like mm. my bread and butter. But also I would do like eight by 10, um, just like I would do eight by 10 framed prints and people bought those nice. like crazy. And like every time I would order the prints, they'd come in and I'd like have that moment where I like look through them and stuff. Like there's, there's just this, like, yeah, there's I, this, I like, created that. Warmth. It feels so yeah. good. Yeah. 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 It's very satisfying. Yeah. It's so very that, satisfying. that's definitely one of the things I would like to incorporate here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like on a completely different topic, I've got another question for you guys. What are your tools that you use to build efficiency in your business? It's oh like, I'm God. an absolute nerd about this and like back end and business efficiency. stuff. <laughs> anyway, so, um, tools to build efficiency in business. Um, I know that for one, George and I both use after, or excuse me, George and I both use pixie set for like our, our websites, our galleries. Um, and then the thing in Pixie set that like is really huge for me, um, is the studio manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and being able to just kind of have like, like a one trick pony for everything, right? You mm -hmm. got your invoicing, your contracts, your questionnaires, your quotes, like all of the things in the same place as your gallery delivery and your website builder. Like yeah. Pixie set is great for that. Um, the other thing you mentioned um, a moment ago, Aftershoot. I do use Aftershoot um, most of the time. I'll use it to cull my images a lot. Um, occasionally, I'll use it to edit because the editing function yeah. is really getting good. And for our non-photo listeners, what's culling? Culling is, uh, okay, so you go to a wedding, you shoot for mm -hmm. eight hours, you come back with 2,500 photos. Yeah. I'm not going to edit all those. So you go through and you basically make like picks. Like you flag the photos that you yeah. think are worth delivering, or you flag the photos that aren't worth delivering and you separate them. Um, and so, and then you can go into your editing workflow and, and kind of continue to mm -hmm. break it down from there. So, what percentage of that culling do you think Aftershoot does for you? Is it like 60%? Is it 100%? I, uh, like, I have mixed feelings on this. He yes. does. Um, I'm a lot more, 
I'm a, I think I'm a lot more lenient or not, not lenient. I'm a lot more like welcoming to that process than, than George is. Mm-hmm. George wants a little bit more control. I would say yeah. after she probably does 80% of my calling, I let it go mm-hmm. through and then I'll go back and like, see if there's anything that it missed. But for me more often than not, it does a pretty good job. Same. George feels like it doesn't. Well, I have, I have do as good of a job experiences with that. I mean, I'm yeah. like, and I verbally tell you, I'm like, dude, what the heck is after shit doing? And look at this. And I'm like, it sounds like I'm complaining a lot. It does. And I, you know what? I do complain a lot. He does. Yeah. But basically for, for me, it's like recently, I'd say the the last little under a month now, I've officially tried to use yeah. aftershoots. He has. Mm-hmm. He has. It's true. Um, like Which I'm portions not, of it? Just the calling or calling plus editing? Both. I'm trying okay. to mix and see what the, I'm the missing out on. Or, you know. The editing you just yeah. started yeah. messing with like last week. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I want to say like when I'm calling the photos and I let aftershoot do it, there's so many photos in there that I go back and I'm like, why is it missing? Like, I shoot a lot with like F1 too. Mm-hmm. And I, I love like the bokeh, the just, I just, that's just how I shoot. And more often than not, it will not get those photos for me. Yeah, Unless it's an actual person with, with yeah. their eyes and like, you know. And so like, um, I would say after shoot would, why is it making all that noise? I should stop that. So after shoot, uh, probably Coles and I would say like 40% of them mm-hmm. I like. And then I go back and make it, you know, a hundred percent so that I can like the rest, whatever. But mm-hmm. 40% I let after shoot, sorry, 40% of the images that after shoot calls, I'm okay with. That's basically the gist of it. Okay. So you have to call out another 60%. Mm-hmm. And then do you have to add any back in from what it removed? Uh, yes. So everything is, so the way I have it do it is like colors and stars once you're yeah. in Lightroom. So all of the green images that are for sure 100% that Aftershoot did, 60% of those, I probably will remove the five stars. I will remove the green and pick the ones that I do like. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. I say I'm more, yeah. Yeah. I feel I'm like. I'm just very picky. He is very picky. And that's, and that's great. That's a reason that is one of the reasons why your portfolio looks the way it does. And that's Mm -hmm. great for me. I just don't want to spend that much time. Yeah. If it's, I mean, it depends on the job obviously, but like if it's a, if it's for a third party, I, if it's not my brand, I would call if they want me to call and that's how I use it and I'll deliver that. Mm -hmm. No problem. But if it's for my brand, I like way more control yeah. over what I deliver. That makes sense. Stuff. Yeah, I'm a little more yeah. involved when it's for my brand also, or for our brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit more involved. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, what? What about you? You're you're like the efficiency business efficiency queen. Yeah, um, so I like aftershoot a lot. I've used yeah. it for about two years now. I've noticed it's gotten better over time, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's the AI learning my style for mm-hmm. calling, because I don't call an app. I'll go to Lightroom to finish calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've noticed it gets better over time, and then I was really excited when I heard about the editing portion coming out. Mm-hmm. Recently, right? Yeah, it came out about, January, Yeah, less than maybe. a year ago. Yeah. yeah. So what I like about Aftershoot's editing is a lot of AI editors, it's kind of sketch, because they're being trained on somebody else's images. Yeah. It's not 
really your creative property anymore. Mm-hmm. What I really like oh, about yeah. Aftershoot is it is entirely trained on my images. Mm-hmm. So you upload like 5,000 photos that you've edited that are still in Lightroom. It learns your editing style. And then you start using it on new galleries. And then for the first, I'd say six months, I'd have to go back in and pretty much re-edit stuff because it wasn't mm-hmm. getting color temperature right. Mm-hmm. It was messing up contrast. So my whites and blacks were too high or too low. And it just like wasn't getting it quite right. So I'd go through, re-edit it. Usually there was like one image that I had edited that was about right that I could apply to the ones mm-hmm. nearby. Yeah. yeah. So I'd go through, fix it, re-upload it. And after I th- got about another 5,000 images re-uploaded with my corrections, it learned my style a lot better. Okay. So now there's still stuff I have to fix. So I'm not letting it entirely edit things. Mm-hmm. But it's doing the first round for me which mm-hmm. saves a lot of time, probably yeah. cuts my editing time in half or down to a third. So really enjoyed that. Um, have also enjoyed using CRMs for my business. Mm-hmm. So you guys use Pixie Set. Mm-hmm. I use HoneyBook. Yeah. I've, I've Same concept. Big, big thought about going to HoneyBook, yeah. honestly. But I tried Honey. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's changed since the last time I wanted to try mm-hmm. it, just like Pixie Set has. But yeah. like... HoneyBook visually is harder for me. It's definitely laid out more like a traditional CRM, yeah. not something mm-hmm. that most photographers would enjoy. I feel like Pixie said is more of like when you use an Apple phone, it's like mm-hmm. easy, 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 easy. <laughs> yeah. When you use an Android phone, you're like, oh, I have to customize this, customize that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And I'm like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm team Android over here. I'm cringing a little I was bit. Just inside. Thinking that. Yeah, I'm sorry, not, but I, I knew you anyone. were. No, you're good. Um, it, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Pixie Set is a CRM that is specifically made for photography. Yeah, it's improved so much in the last year. Yeah, it's it kind really of has. the like one stop shop because yeah. you mm-hmm. can do can, you can do contracts in there, right? Yep. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you can do your contracts, your website, your galleries, contact forms, mobile like, galleries. Mobile, is that different than your other galleries? No, you no. can do. They have this. They have a gimmick, it's, and yeah, I hate it. I hate okay. it because it's one of the things that they advertise that you pay for, and it's like mobile apps. But it's literally just like, it's like you know how you can go to any website and mm-hmm. make it an app on your home screen. Yeah. it's that. Okay. So it's like, this isn't an app. You this can't is, even download it from there. You're right. Yeah. So no, yeah. yeah, it's dumb. But yeah, Pixie said uh, recently rolled out a. I don't know how I've been trying to mess with it, but basically you can do client calls now from there. Like yeah. video. You can, well, you can add, you can, you can, so you can set up, they added a booking site a few months ago. So you can, I heard about that. you can go in and like people can go, you can tie your Google calendar to it so they can see your availability and then they can go on, they can book based on your availability. And one of the things that you can add to that booking site now is to schedule a call and okay. it's through Google meet. You can do Google meet or zoom, oh. I think. I thought it was scheduling a video call and do the video call through Pixie Set. I must have no, read that wrong. Okay. No. It's probably just an integration, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, okay, it's just sense. like a specific way to schedule like a consult kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, which is cool, but. I feel like I can do that with HoneyBook, but I haven't fully optimized it yet. Yeah. The, I think the thing I liked about HoneyBook more than Pixie Set is I already have a really great gallery delivery software that I don't want to transition from. PickTime? Yes, I'm on PickTime. I love PickTime. I also really okay, like Okay, tell me yeah. a little. So my thoughts are different. I think 
Pixie Set has done a really good job at simplifying the way I d deliver galleries. Tell me what I'm missing out on because we have pick time for the studio. Mm -hmm. It's the free version. I don't know if that even matters or not, but it's about the same on both. Tell me what I'm missing out on because I'm like, this is much harder. Like it's just a bunch of whiteness with black wording and it's so hard for me to, <laughs> does that make sense? Nope. So, so kind of tricks. <laughs> so it's a little too simple for you. Is that what Way you're saying? too simple that it's like, I visually can't like, do I do need you to read this? Do read you understand this? how contradictory this is it's to what you literally yeah. just said? What did I just say? You were like, oh, well, Honeybook just has too many things. No, no, no. It's too complicated. Visually, it just looks like plain white with mm -hmm. black text uh -huh. that it's hard for me to understand. Okay. Because it's just like, I don't know if that makes sense. I could understand that because as a photographer, you're a visual person yeah. naturally. Yeah. And so like Pixie Set has like these bubbles here that makes it easy for my eye to like track these. Like, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. I know I'm, I'm so like So it's, picky, your, it's your it's your um, user experience that's like, yeah. it's the, what is it called? Um, the design. The aesthetic the of it? Yes, yeah. the yeah. aesthetic yeah. of it. So what am I missing on pick time that I should know about because I'm like I'm really giving it a hard time trying well, to move over the there. The galleries look better for yeah, one. In that's the main reason I chose it is for the client experience and also back end I think it's easier to upload photos and keep them organized. Um, so the galleries they're pretty mm -hmm. and you can customize them to your brand. So mm -hmm. my logos in my gallery I'm sure you have that on Pixie set as well yeah. but I have links to my websites my socials there's a button at the bottom of the gallery that they can click to give me a Google review so like everything's so integrated I can just send them a link and they can send it to whoever they want they can look mm -hmm. at their photos I can customize privacy a lot so usually I have my galleries as public where they don't have to enter their email to enter the gallery but I can set it up to where only certain emails can enter the gallery mm -hmm. where people have to log in. I can set it up so it's on my portfolio or not on my portfolio. Mm -hmm. I can set up so the print shop's in there or not in there. Mm -hmm. um, can customize which products are offered, what the pricing looks like. I can even... Like prints? Yeah, okay. for prints. So there's a really integrated print shop, which is incredible. You can even set up the print shop to have like whatever products you want in it. Mm -hmm. You can set it up so it's fulfilled by you. So I can say, you want to order some 17 by 22 prints? Cool, I'll do that in-house and send it to you. And then it'll just send all the revenue for that to me and mm -hmm. I'll fulfill it for the client. But I can also outsource them to labs all mm -hmm. over the planet. Mm -hmm. um, do you use any of the, so one of the big yeah. things that PickTime tries to sell you on is the um, sales automation through their galleries. Do you use any of that stuff? That is the one piece I am not currently using. Okay. I know I need to use it because you can like double revenue if I've, you do that. Yeah, I've heard people yeah. have had some really amazing, ama really amazing results with it. So it, that's the one incredible. thing I've seen from PickTime yeah. from other galleries that are delivered to me to check out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That shows you like, hey, 20% off if you buy this. And yeah, it's the a early shop bird here. special. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. So like that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I really like that about PickTime. And I think mm -hmm. Pixie Set should have that. Um, <clears throat> in the last year, Pixie Set has done seriously so much that I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm sure they're going to come out with that eventually, but for now, it's like, I really wish they had that. Yeah. Um, does Pixie Set have blocking features? Because PickTime just released like the most insane 
blogging features and plugins. Like you can have AI write your blog post for you after giving it a couple sentences. Oh, that's cool. It's really it, cool. So Pixie I know they, sure they rolled that. Yeah, they, there's, they a, have, there's a blog, but it oh, doesn't yeah. have that. Is yeah. it a manual blog? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say they came out with a new feature that now you can do blogs. Yeah. But it, I don't think it's AI, you know. N- no. And I also feel like the majority of services that like provide a blog feature, mm-hmm. it's half-assed. It's not like, it's not a full, you know, I, yeah. I've worked with WordPress a lot in my lifetime. And like, when I think mm-hmm. of a blog, that's what I think of. Yeah. And that's not what you get on Squarespace or Pixie set or anything yeah. else I've used. So, so the really cool thing about PickTime is you can write your blog on there, mm-hmm. get your copy and your pictures all put together. And then you can take the code from that and put it onto your WordPress. Oh, that's site. cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And you can like AI optimize it. You don't have to upload your photos to your website again and have your gallery stuff all cluttered in there. So I've enjoyed that feature about it a lot. And when I started using PickTime, they didn't have that. Yeah. So you're using HoneyBook, but Mm -hmm. also PickTime. Yeah. So my business combo is HoneyBook, PickTime, and WordPress with flow themes installed. Mm. So that's most of my business. Okay. Back end stuff. So for for my wedding, it's just pick time. Mm-hmm. For new wave, you it mean is just pixie set. For your stuff, it's just <gasps> yeah. pixie That's set. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, pixie set. Um, for new wave, it's just Squarespace. That's uh, just Squarespace, right? Well, for new wave, we use Squarespace. Oh, and pick time. Yeah, we use Squarespace for the website. Mm-hmm. But if we deliver anything from the studio to like when we've done the shoots here and stuff, yeah, it's delivered through pick time because. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm open to learning. He is. Yeah, he is. Cool. It's just I'm going to complain along the way until I get it right. He sure is. I mean, gotta love a natural pessimist. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's awful until it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, well, I think we've done a pretty good job on this podcast. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. We talked um, about a lot of stuff. Go <laughs> us. Let's go. Excuse me. So, uh, Elijah, you yeah. want to take it away? Uh, Kate, where can the people find you? Um, probably the easiest way to find me is looking up Aspen Birch, like the two trees, Aspen and Birch trees, pnw.com. Okay. And then all my stuff is linked on there. Okay. Aspen Birch, pnw.com. Yep. Cool. We'll put that and we'll put one or both of your Instagrams in the, are we going to, I don't know what's going on up there. We just heard like a tapping noise. On yeah. Um, I, okay, on here we roof. go. All right. Um, we'll put your website and one or both of your Instagrams, whatever your preference cool. is, in our description. George Padilla, where can the people find us? Hello, Elijah Lundgren. Hello, uh, The people can find us at newwavepdx.com. Newwavepdx.com. All right. All right. Nice. This has been real. Thank <laughs> okay. you so much for coming, Kate. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you for taking the time out of your day for this. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thanks for being chill with me being late. <laughs> She's only 30 minutes late. I'm kidding. That's all. Hey, it was 15. It was 15, <laughs> and that's fine because we weren't even done. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>